Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. Kenny, we've made our way to chapter 15 in the book. The chapter is called Unexpected Blessings of Love. Sounds like a very happy chapter. You write, striving to live a loving life will result in the only true blessings life has to offer. But the crazy part, or mainly the sanest part, is that giving must be done with a pure heart, not with ulterior motives. But when it is, the blessings we do receive are sweeter for the way they surprise us and more genuine for the purity that produced them. How's that? So, I mean, um, that's a great way to start this child. I was thinking about how are you going to kick this off? That was... um that's that and that's always in my mind was how do I communicate to people that because when I when we talk about this it's gonna sound like hey if I do this I get that yeah. and that is not at all I'm trying to say the opposite of that right so I'm, I'm and and so you said how's that well I, I always did things expecting to get things you know it's kind of how life works you know I mean you, you if you're kind you get kindness if you're rude you get rudeness you know that's that's the, the, the life lessons but um so then you start doing those things to get those things and and so when you when i do something for you expecting to get something for me i'm not doing it for you i'm doing it for me and then whenever i don't get from you what i gave to get from you what do i become angry envious prideful I have, you know, so I, and all of that is strife within me. So I'll, so I have, I, I mean, I live my life from one place or another. I don't, I don't have a bunch of choices. Only got a couple, you know, it's either me first or you first. And if it's me first, everything I do is to get something. And it's not just happening in one relationship or one circumstance or situation. This is who I am. So it's, it's happening everywhere. So I have expectations of a lot of different people, things, circumstances at work, at home, everywhere I go. And I'm never getting what I gave to get. Sometimes I get more, sometimes less. But for the most part, it's never what I expected and not what I gave to get. So then I feel cheated and taken advantage of. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to quit giving or I'm not going to give to that person anymore anyway. And I need a boundary with this person over here. I gave to them three times. I haven't given back. And so... So I, all this strife builds up and lives in me. And it's, and you know, when you get to be my age, 50 years old, it visits you everywhere you go. You know, you have all these relationships and everywhere you go, you're seeing somebody, you're bumping into something and there's strife everywhere. And you think it's everybody else's fault, but it's really not, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it's really all rooted in me. And so, um, so what, what I was learning as I was writing this in the book and I'm learning God's word was that I had a responsibility to give whether I got or not and to love from a pure heart. Now I'm not suggesting I have a pure heart. I'm as far from it as you can get, but to have it, but to flush out my intentions. And the only way I know to do this because I don't have a pure heart is to say, you know what, Lord, I'm, I mean, I'm doing this, but I might get something. You know, but I'm not going to, but Lord, I'm going to do it whether I get anything or not. And I don't want anything. I don't expect anything. And, and so I'm going to let the fruit take care of itself and I'm going to trust you. 
and I have to set my, I have to intentionally set myself there and it comes more naturally with time. But so, but what happens is as you start, instead of giving to get and not getting what you gave to get and everywhere and every and all these places all the time so that eventually your life's filled with all this strife and, and, and envy and pride and problems you're having with people, when you do it the other way, you have no expectations and that's how you function in your whole life. All your people at work, at home, out and about, at the church, wherever you go, the strife is, it starts drying up and dying. You know, and you start finding this freedom in it. And you did, you truly have to set your heart that I don't expect anything. I don't, I'm not giving to get anything. If I'm going to give to get something, I'm just not, not going to give it all. I'm going to give from, from, from a right perspective or I'm not at all. And, um, but when you do that, this strife starts dying in your life. And then what happens is you really gave not to get something at all. You really did something not to get something at all. And you didn't even know it, but you planted a seed and you had no idea it was growing. You knew nothing about it. It it might be weeks, it might be days, it might be months, it might be years, but then you're just going through life with no no nothing, and you're free of this strife. And then you bump into someone, and they're like, "Hey, hey, aren't you so and so?" And 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 I've had this happen, you know. And then and I'm like, "Oh yeah, 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 I remember that." And and if I check myself, I'm thinking, "Yeah, I remember that." And you weren't grateful. That's what I'm thinking, right? And then out comes from them what was really going on, not what I thought was going on, the tremendous difference it made in their life, you know, what, how grateful they were for that, um, you know, the difference that that act of selflessness made for them or their children or change or whatever that, you know, whatever's going on there, and then, bam, you just get filled up on the inside, you know, and, and, and you find favor. You know, instead of finding strife everywhere you go, you find favor, Everywhere you go, it's like it's like, what was that? You know, and you didn't you didn't give to get it. You didn't you don't feel like you earned it. You don't expect it. So what comes from you instead of pride? Where if I do all of these things to get this thing, I don't get it. I'm ashamed or I'm angry. I do get it. I'm proud and I'm puffed up because look what I accomplished. Instead of that, when I give to not get anything. And, and I live my a selfless life, and then it shows up. All that's in me is gratefulness. Yeah, that's where you wrote, when, when it is, the blessings we do receive are sweeter for the way that they surprise us. That's right. I and, like that. And they totally <clears throat> surprise us. So give you an example. I was, um, and I mean, I'm just learning this at this time. Like first, I'm because I'm, I'm I'm coming out of everything was to get something, <laughs> okay, and so now I'm going okay. That was, I'm, I'm I can't handle the strife anymore. I can't all of this over. So, yeah, I want to do it this way, and uh and, and so and I, y'all know by now I'm a ski jumper and I had had a uh, it was early in the season I had an accident and and it, it wasn't just kind of bad it was really bad where I had torn you know hear about somebody turning to ACL or PCL MCL well, there's four of them in there and I tore all four of them completely. And so, um, literally I had to like hold my knee in place and, um, and while sitting on the bank and I had to let it go to, cause I was getting eaten up by mosquitoes and slapping mosquito. I let go with one hand and my knee fell out of joint. I and mean, that's how it was just, it was like, I didn't have a bone there, you know, and it was horrible. So then I go to get, get straight to the emergency room 
and then there's two a local orthopedic and a, a, another local doctor and man they look they're looking at me like they've seen a ghost you know so i knew it was bad but i didn't know it was that bad and um and so it, they're like we don't know you know i'm like what do you mean you don't know and they're like well this all torn me the only thing you got left only thing holding this thing now is your artery and it's a good thing you didn't break that and and so we have, we can't fix it you know, and we don't know anybody around here that can fix it. So they go to work and they find this guy in Houston and uh, that's a, supposed to be one of the best with knees and especially really bad stuff. His name's Walter Lowe. And so they send me this guy in Houston. And I left Beaumont, and the last thing I asked him was, you know, first I said, well, am I ever going to ski again? They were like, well, probably not, you know. And I said, well, am I ever going to run again? Well, Maybe. Am I gonna walk? And like, yeah, I think you'll walk, you know. And so it's taken me. It takes me about four days to get to see this guy in Houston. So I mean, I'm in a not a good place, you know. And my brace, laces all, legs all braced up. I get over to this guy, and he said, "Hey, you know, we think we can do something. You know, we think we think we can get you walking for sure. Maybe running and maybe skiing." I'm like, "Man, that's awesome." You know, well, the guy does, he performs the surgery. He's he. This guy Walter Lowe. If you ever watch football games, you watch the Texans. And a doctor runs out onto the field. That's that's Doctor Lowe. I mean, he's the Texans orthopedic. He's their chief orthopedic, chief orthopedic of University of Texas Medical Hospital over there. And so, to me, it's like this guy may give me my life back, or at least give me my leg back. And I'm incredible. So he does the surgery. So before we go into the surgery, when I get there, I'm just like, I'm just so, I'm just naturally grateful. This guy's giving me some hope and maybe he can put me back together. At this time, I'm giving these dog tags away all the time. So I give him a dog tag with Joshua 9 and Psalm 91 on it. And right, I mean, right before he takes me in to operate, like he comes out to give me the, hey, okay, we're going back. This is what we're going to do. You're about to go to sleep. And so I give it to him and just tell him, you know, why I make them. I don't know the guy from Adam. It's like the second time I've met him. But I just want to give him something, you know. And, and, I, and I just told him, man, thank you so much for trying. And um, so I get past the surgery. I make a couple of visits back, and I'm, I mean, it's looking like I might actually walk for sure. And they already got me walking, and maybe I'm going to make a recovery here. And I'll go up to these appointments every day. I mean, not every day, but a couple times a week, I'm going into these follow-up appointments and therapy and everything. I'm seeing what's going on. They got this massive operation. They got, you know, dozens of people pouring in and out of there every day. Half of them are happy. Half of them are fussing. Um, you know, it's just a, it's like, there's a lot going on and there's not a lot of gratefulness, but I'm just sitting in there going, man, these guys put me back to, so every time I see them, I'm just like, everything you want me to do, I'm going to do it. And by the way, thank you. Like, thank you. You know? And, and then one day I was up there and doing my stuff and I could see they had a rough day and, and, um, <clears throat> there's a couple people complaining about, you know, what it costs and different things. And, uh, and so I just sent them a little, uh, sandwich dish, you know, and just thought, and with a thank you card, like I'm walking and, 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 and then one time I said it, one of my appointments, I just told the doctor and, uh, the head nurse, and I just said, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what y'all do, but I know this, I know you've spent a couple of decades probably studying. I can't imagine the countless hours you put into Everything you're doing. I see you up here early, and then you're still got to line out the door when I leave late. Um, and I know it's costing you a lot, but I, for one, 
am extremely grateful that your sacrifice, the price you've paid, has given me my leg back, that I'm going to be able to play with my kids, that I might be able to ski again. And I ski again, too, by the way. <laughs> I'm thinking about jumping again. But every time I call Lowe's, like, don't do it. But um, that's all I did, Reggie. That's all I did, okay? And so here's what happened. Here's where I'm going with this. Um, before long, and I'm having to come a lot because I'm having to do a lot of therapy. This went on for about six months. You know, every time I come, everybody's smiling, and they're like, oh, there's favorite patient. And I'm like, and there's tons of people. I'm like, How, who are they talking to? How am I favorite patient? I don't even know these people. They don't even know me. And then, and then eventually, man, I, Dr. Lowe gives me a cell number, you know? And, 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 then, and then here's what happens. Then my son went on a, a, a vacation. I, got in, I, I didn't do any of that to get anything, okay? Um, and they went on this vacation, and, and we're in a Galveston in a hotel, and my son, uh, I don't even like talking about it, but because um, I don't like to remember it. But his eyes started crossing for no reason. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'm not a dummy. You know, it's like, what's making his eye cross? You know what I'm saying? I mean, his brain's selling his eye across. Why would his brain do that? You know, what, what's sending that signal? What's going on there? You know, so I'm, I'm like next level worried here. Something just... You know, and I'm not trying to let them know how scared I am, but I'm like, this is not, this isn't something, this isn't orthopedic stuff. You know, this isn't bolts, screws, and, and uh, D-walls, put it all back together. And um, and so we go to the hospital, and they're like, yo, you know, we need to get him in front of him. I'll go to the children's hospital. Well, it's like eight weeks to get an MRI for, uh, for unless it's like life and death. That's how far out they are for these MRIs. And uh, we go up there, and Dr. Lowe, I called Dr. Lowe, and I said, hey, they're eight weeks out. I don't know if you know anybody over here or whatever. And then we get a call. We're, we're up there that evening, and they're like, the lady comes by the back, and she talks to my wife, and she asked my wife, she said, is your husband the CEO of the hospital? And I'm like, what did she just say? What the heck, where did that come from? And my wife's like, no, uh-uh. we're just here for our son. And she said, well, we're six weeks, and no one moves up in the line, but we just got a call to get your son back in the next hour for an MRI and they got a room waiting for you where you could stay the night. Yeah. And I'm like, how did that happen? Like, what the heck? You know? And I'm like, and, and, and so I ask around, I'm like, what are you, what's going on? And I'm thinking they're about to throw us out. Cause they got us confused with the real CEO that's sitting down the way there or something, you know, but you know what? Dr. Lowe called over there and, and why did he do that? You know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't earn that. I didn't deserve that. I didn't give to get any of that. But when you love people, here's, here's what I started learning. When you actually consider other people, I mean, I could be in there going, my knee's bad, all these injuries, I'm, it's costing me money. Why did I have to wait so long? All these different things. But when, when you see people are really doing the best that they can to help you and you're grateful for it, it's so rare, unfortunately. It's that it's so rare that I found myself the favorite patient or whatever they want to call it. And my son got, you know, bumped up and thank God, you know, by the way, what they, what they found where he had a, he gotten a virus and in rare cases you can get a virus and that virus can migrate to the, uh, just above the eye and it affects the nerves that causes the eye to cross. And, and uh, because he had other symptoms related to it, they said we're almost positive as a virus. They did a scan. He didn't have anything in his brain, thank God, you know. But, um, but yeah, we found all that out 
real quick like that. So when you go about, I got time to give you one more quick example. Mm-hmm. So um, in a, on a much simpler level, um, you know, I got a favorite restaurant. It's called Patilla's Barbecue. I go down there and eat all the time. The guy that works behind the uh, counter, he's just he's he's just not the most friendly guy you ever met in your life, you know. I mean, he's back there cookies and smoke all day long, whatever it is. But man, he's cooking, he's making some mean barbecue. His name's Alvin, and uh, but and 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 I did everything I could to every time I'd go in there, I'd be like, hey, you know, I finally asked his name, and I was like, call him by name, say hello, you know. And it was like I'm just beating my head against a brick wall, <laughs> you know, just give him a barbecue. And then one day I gave him my uh, my necklace. You know, it was like this weight plate necklace and nothing changed, Reggie. And so when I left and even for the weeks after that, it was like, man, I've, I've, I got to this point where I was like, man, I've tried so many times to be nice to this guy. I gave him my necklace. He's still a jerk. Hope Alvin's not listening. You weren't really a jerk, man, but maybe kind of. Sorry, Alvin. <laughs> yeah, but he's still, you know, whatever's going on, he wasn't really a jerk. He's, whatever's going on there is still going on. And and I'm I'm kind of like I just want my necklace back. Well, why did I give him the necklace? Why do I want it back? Did I give it to him for Alvin, or did did I give it to Alvin to get something from Alvin to make him happy? Whatever I'm getting from that, right? So I had to flush that out in my own heart. And I chatted with him one day, and and then man, look, every time I would go to get barbecue, like. I got, I mean, my sandwiches were three times the size of everybody else's sandwiches. My my plates were like, I needed, I mean, just heaping. You know, Alvin's hooking me up. All, I'm like, I'm like, Alvin, I can't eat it, man. You know, I can't eat it all. And um, and so I guess I'm just trying to say this. You got doctors. You got places you go eat. You got family. You got an environment around you. And if you don't like the environment around you, it probably has something to do with you. I'm not saying there's not people that, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, if you got somebody that, you, that, that nothing's going to work, you might have to go eat at a different restaurant, even if you like the barbecue. You know, you might need to find another doctor. But if you love the people around you, you know, the blessings that come from that are uh, they really fill you up. But and they actually fill you. They, it's like everybody's looking for purpose. That's where you. That's a sense of where you find some purpose in life. But if you did that to be filled, it's emptied of the purpose. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It's not the what, but the, the why. The why. That's right. Why are you doing it? Right. And you got to get that. You got to get. You, you need to do what's right, but you got to do it for the right reason. And you got to. It's worth flushing that out. That's all I'm saying. And as you get that, those. So you think, oh, I don't want to deal with all that. Well, you're going to deal with it. You're just going to deal with it with strife everywhere, at all times, everywhere in your life, everywhere you go. Just there you go, you know. Or you can deal with a little bit more up on the front end, and you're going to get run over every now and then, and you, but you don't let people keep running over you because you love them. And then, like, man, you, you start feeling guilty because it's like, I don't want an extra sandwich, and I don't want you to do something for me, you know. I'm grateful for it, but that's not why I did it. But then your life is just surrounded with purpose and love. Yep. But when it's, it is, you say, the blessings we do receive are sweeter for the way they surprise us and more genuine for the purity that produced them. It's a great title for Chapter 15, Unexpected Blessings of Love. Well, until, until next time, trust God's Word no matter what.
Keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.